We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg, yes. down Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 236 on the Blue Warrior Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always. That sounds good. Two guys, as always. Malcolm and Pierre, how you boys doing on this beautiful Tuesday night? Woo! Sorry. I'm doing great, man. No, Malcolm, you're good, man. I love that energy. Let's let's get this off, man. Woo! Whole game today. And I want to thank everybody who came out to the Twitter spaces last Wednesday night. That was freaking awesome. You guys came out with so much support on that Wednesday night that we are actually reconsidering of potentially re- uh, recording our Twitter spaces on Wednesday night. So maybe we'll do a little Twitter poll on our Pride podcast page if you guys want to vote on what makes it where you guys are more available, if it's a Wednesday night or Friday night. We'll do whatever you guys are more available to because that Wednesday night, that was killer. We had some great guests come on. Ryan Matthews from Pride of Detroit, Adam Maydoon from Woodward Sports. We had Easy from Woodward Sports. Then everybody else that came on, it was absolutely amazing. So I want to thank you guys so much for everybody that came out to that Twitter Spaces last Wednesday night. It was absolutely amazing. We went a little overtime, but had zero, you know, remote, like we did not have zero regrets after that because it was amazing, man. You guys came out and supported really well that day. Yeah, Tyler. And some people messaged me, uh, for some reason, we couldn't bring him on because we had a ton of requests. So next time, just message us. Maybe before we start the show, we'll bring you on. Yeah. No, I mean, your guys' support is getting so big. We're like, we used to take anybody that used to request. And now, like, you guys are showing up so much. We got to keep it on a somewhat time frame. So, like, we can't take every request in every episode. But if we miss you on one episode, like Pierce said, message us. And we'll try to get you on in the next one if you guys are there, obviously. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being knocked out, let's talk about some really, really good news for the city of Detroit, the Detroit Lions, and what happened this past Monday and the news that we received. It seemed like just all the good news was coming from the Detroit Lions. It was within like a couple hours span. It was amazing. So it started off in the morning. 
Adam Schefter announced that the Detroit Lions will be the team to host Hard Knocks on the HBO series in August for training camp. And this is something that we've won for a couple of years and something that we kind of predicted this year is going to happen because the Lions were one of the three teams that couldn't turn down the opportunity to be on Hard Knocks. And they officially got chosen to be the team to be uh, featured on Hard Knocks. So that's really, really exciting. And then we found out a couple of hours afterwards from Adam Schefter as well, the Detroit Lions are going to be the host of the NFL Draft in 2024. So a lot of news right there. Pierre, I'm going to start off with you, man. We get hard knocks first, and then we get the NFL draft right after. What's your initial thoughts when you hear those things for the Detroit Lions? Um, hard knocks is exciting. Obviously, we get to see more of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And, like, honestly, from a national perspective, people think, like, the Lions, Dan Campbell, are all about kneecaps and stuff. Like, no, we're building something legit here, I think. So people will get to see that, the culture here, and the coaches, and the personalities. We have a lot of personalities on this team. And then the draft here. First thing I thought of was like, man, my man Malcolm better come here. He better come to Detroit. <laughs> All jokes aside, though, man, I'm excited about the draft here. It's literally in our backyard, like Tyler. After work or whatever we'll be doing in two years. God, it's a long time from now. <laughs> yeah, whatever we'll be doing in two years, um, we're going to be there, guys. And we're going to try to get Progentil, too. I think maybe we could from Blue Wire. We'll see. But we're going to be there. Yeah, man. It's a big event, man. I mean, Detroit hasn't had anything significant like this in a while. And I think Rod Wood mentioned his press conference when they got announced for the draft was the last big event Detroit has had as far as the sporting sporting universe is the MLB World Series in 2012. And that's not something that you're chosen or the league is choosing you to be participating in. That's something you have to earn, obviously. And that was the last time Detroit's had a very big sporting event. And then, you know, we just – don't really get big events like that. We've had the NCAA tournament before. That was a long time ago. We've had a Super Bowl. That was a long time ago. So it's been, you know, way over a decade since we've had a big sporting event come to Detroit. And to see that the NFL draft, a growing event that's growing every single year, come to Detroit, like that's just freaking amazing. I'm I'm so freaking excited. And Malcolm, I want to get your perspective. You being an outsider, not being from Detroit, you've only been here one time. You hearing the news at the Detroit Lions and the city of Detroit that's going to be hosting the draft in 2024, what's your thoughts on that? Well, the draft, I think, is huge for the city of Detroit. And, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because Detroit, they kind of have a bad reputation. You know, when you think of cities, I mean, like, when you think of cities that are bad, you know, you, you know, outsiders, they look at Detroit, they look at Cleveland, and they're like, oh, yeah, those are bad cities. But Detroit is a really great city. I've been down there, what was that, 2019? For that home opener, and I had a blast. Downtown was amazing. Me and my wife were just, you know, we were actually riding bikes around all around downtown. It was, it was just amazing, just just sightseeing and seeing how much Detroit has built. I I enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure, you know, people who are coming to visit, they're going to enjoy it as well, and they're going to look at Detroit as you know what Detroit's a really nice city, you know. So maybe you guys get more tourists, and, and it's going to bring, you know, a lot of people from the outside in. So I, I think it's going to be huge for you guys. Yeah, and Malcolm, like, I feel like we have everything for all ages. Like, we have, like, a nightlife here. Um, we have good food. Greek town, for example. There's really good foods in Detroit. And then you have casinos as well. And people like to gamble, right? Yeah. So I feel like there's activities for every age, kind of. If you want to come here, we have anything that you want to do. Yeah, man. It's, it's really nice, man. It's going to be it's gonna be really good for the city, man, again, man. So it's going to be really good. So, I, you know, yeah. I'm definitely going to be there, 100%. And um, yeah, yeah, man. So I just, I just can't wait, man. I'm actually excited. 
I mean, Detroit's a really good sports town, a very underrated sports town that has gone through a lot of misery, obviously, the last couple of years, but a very, very loyal fan base. Even Malcolm said this when he came back, uh, when he came down here in 2019, was saying, man, your guys' sporting fans, you wouldn't even be able to tell that the Tigers were one of the worst teams in 2019 because Malcolm said that ballpark was filled on Saturday night. It was. No, it's going to be cool. I, I was really glad that they announced that it's going to be in Campus Marsh. It's going to be a little outdoor event. And I think also you're going to get some tourists from Canada because obviously it's just a short ride away from Canada. So th- that also offers the opportunity for Canadians to come out to an NFL draft where maybe they didn't have another opportunity in a different city. Do you think it's going to be like at that – um? Like by the lake, yeah. They uh, said it's gonna be by the like the river, the river. Nice yeah. man. That's a, that's an awesome view, man. Right next to like you pretty much see Canada from yep. that view. It's, it's it's an awesome view, man. It's uh it's campus marshes and hot heart plaza. That that's what they heart plan plaza. on. They said if like if it rains, they have like backup plans maybe for Little Caesars or Fox Theater. They don't know yep. yet. Yeah, I I remember Hearts Plaza because you know my last name was Hart, and I remember going there, and I was like, "Oh, they have a park name after me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a beautiful area, man. I love it. That is area. man. They said there's gonna be a fireworks show at night too, so that's gonna be it's gonna be a really dope event. I know it's not until 2024, but just like Malcolm said, I'm really looking forward to. It. I think it's gonna be a really exciting event just for the city of Detroit. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. All right. And then quickly about Hard Knocks. I I think this was something that we kind of predicted. I I don't think this is much of a shocker, but to finally just hear the official news that we're going to be on Hard Knocks, it's just good news. I think it's going to be just really fun to watch. And I think it's going to be good for the pod, too. And we're going to talk about the shows right afterwards and get on get on Twitter spaces and just react to whatever we watch on Hard Knocks. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Just seeing the personalities of the coaching staff, the general manager, and just the players in general. I mean, seeing more of an inside look on the guys. So uh, I'm really looking forward to Hard Knocks as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, finally. <laughs> I'll say that finally, man. I've been waiting for this for so, so, so long, man. Malcolm, do you have an HBO so long account? Wait for this. Absolutely, man. Oh, you already have one. Okay. I already, yeah, I already have HBO. So, so like, HBO, man. I, think, I think there's people like me, like the football, like the diehard football fans. We don't get HBO during – the whole year i only get hbo during hard knocks and then i cancel right after after august it's done <laughs> I, it's canceled and that's how it's gonna go this way around i saw someone tweet i don't remember who it was i'm sorry because i want to give you credit but he said we should just get one hbo account and share it with all lines twitter no yeah. jeremy from part of detroit yep jeremy that's from true, yeah, detroit yeah. definitely said that um yeah if he wants to do that, go ahead, man. That shit gonna get flagged. They go black. There's about two billion people using your account, and then like it's gonna, someone's gonna like try to change the password or something. Your <laughs> information. Yeah. Can you can you explain this? There's two billion people using the same login and watching at the all same around time. Michigan, all at the same time. Can you explain this? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Let me act up, man. No, yeah, I don't have HBO, <laughs> but I'm definitely gonna get HBO for the uh, for Hard Knocks for sure. Yeah, no, definitely canceling right after two. Right, right after. Hard I might Knocks keep it after. I don't no. know if, they, if there's good stuff on it. I might keep it. We'll see. I don't. I don't want you guys know me. I don't watch TV shows. I don't watch TV shows. So that is true. What about movies? You don't watch movies. I don't watch movies. No. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Malcolm, you, you know you know me, man. There's no winner yeah. at the end. There's no I winner at the end. Tyler's not interested. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you're getting like hard knocks. You're giving me everything. You're giving me football and reality TV. That's my two favorite things. Reality TV and, and football. You can't ask for anything better. Yeah. Yeah. And your boy's back in twice in a row, man. Let's let's go. Uh, Juju Hughes. Juju and Cabinda, right? Didn't you say you love? Yeah, I love Cabinda of Hard Knocks. Juju Hughes. Jared Goff was actually a pretty good personality when they had the Rams on Hard Knocks. So 
he's getting another year on yeah. Hard Knocks. So, yeah, we definitely got some personalities that to keep forward. I think Jamal Williams is going to be a star on Hard Knocks. I think he's going to steal the show. I think the NFL <laughs> Universe is going to really love him. That guy. That guy. I think Suo, uh, too. He has a personality. Frank Ragnar, they're going to show him on the boat fishing or something. <laughs> yep. It's going to be interesting, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. So, for people wondering, it's going to drop around training camp. So, look forward to Hard Knocks August around nice. August. Time, August so. This August 9th. Yeah. August 9th will be the first episode. Yeah. All right. With that being said, some very good news in Detroit. Very happy. All of us were very happy about the news that we heard last Monday. Let's get into our scheduled episode that we had for today. And that is going to be a three-round mock draft. So, we usually do about two to three of these a year right before the draft. This is going to be our 1.0 version. So we're just going to name a three-round mock. We can go round by round, say our player, give a little analysis on them, and that's just how we're going to roll. And again, we're probably going to do about two to three of these before the draft. So right now it is currently as we're recording March 29th. So we got about a little less than a month till the draft. So we might have another one in us to do, uh, do one more of these. So with that being said, let's get right to it, and let's start off with pick number two. The Lions have five picks in the first three rounds, so there's going to be a lot of players to break down. So let's start off with pick number two. And, Peter, who do you got there at pick two? So Hutchinson went one, and, you know, pick two, it was kind of a no-brainer for me, and I know some people are down on this guy for whatever reasons, but it's Kayvon Thibodeau. Like, you guys remember mid-season, everyone was posting Kayvon Thibodeau pictures on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, all of the Lions universe basically was doing that. All Lions Twitter. And then, what is it, like a few weeks ago, like three, four weeks ago, you get a thing that says, oh, Kayvon doesn't show effort, Kayvon this, Kayvon that. But we hear this every year about prospects, man. So I don't buy into that, to be honest. So for me, it's Thibodeau at two. And just to be very quick right here, if Hutchinson was on the board at pick two and you had the option between Hutchinson and Thibodeau, would you lean more towards Hutchinson? Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I just knew you were a bigger Hutchinson fan. I didn't know if that changed, though. But you said in your mock draft that he was the first pick, so you didn't have an option. at. And, eight. like, yeah, the reason why I'll take Thibodeau at two is, okay, I know people are saying Cal Hampton, the value isn't there for me. Um, Malik Willis, I think it's a little too early, but I wouldn't mind it if they took him, right? But Thibodeau, to me, is just like, he's your pass rusher. Guys, when is the last time we had a dominant edge rusher? Ziggy Anza? Yeah. What's your thoughts on the hype of Trayvon Walker from Georgia? I think it's legit. Would you be disappointed if they went that route, pick two? No, no. Because I trust the GM, man. I really do. Like, last year, I'm not going to lie, during the draft, we were kind of disappointed that we didn't take a wide receiver within the first three rounds, right? Then the fourth round, he goes and takes this kid out of USC, Amon Ross St. Brown. He turns like into basically like, I don't want to say a star yet, but he's on his way to being that. He Top five to rookie first given in the class for sure. Look like it, yeah. at least from last year. So I trust the GM. Okay. Malcolm, who'd you have here at pick number two from the lines? All right. So with the pick number two, Detroit can go several options here. I'm hoping. Jacksonville doesn't take Aiden Hutchinson, but, you know, it looked like it is trending that way that they're going to take Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, for some reason, I think Jacksonville is going to screw this up and probably pick somebody that we are not expecting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they Kyle were, Hamilton uh, pick one. No, Walker. <laughs> if, they went, if they went Walker um, first overall, I wouldn't be shocked if they just went that route just to throw everybody off. And that's the guy who they, who they really wanted. But if they do draft Aiden Hutchinson, at pick two, 
I am going to go the same route as Pierre. I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, I know a lot of people, Is this is like a mixed pick. People want, so there's some people who want Malik Willis. There's some people who want Kyle Hamilton. I don't think there's anybody that wants a, a tackle. But if there is, there's, I mean, this throw it out there, I guess. But with this pick, I think this is the best value and best value pick. You can go there unless you believe Malik Willis is the savior of Detroit and the city, the city of Detroit. So if you believe Malik Willis is the savior of Detroit and he's going to be this guy that's, you know, that's going to be the star and you think he's going to be a, another Josh Allen, whatever, maybe Michael Vick 2.0. I don't, I don't, I don't know. If you believe he's going to be that guy, I guess they, if they drop him at two, I want it. I want it mind. But if you're going to go for the best player, the best value, I think you go take uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. And just like Pierre said, before this, this season, he was on everybody's board, the number one pick coming in. And I think that, you know, he did, may have not had the best season that he wanted to and kind of rub people off the wrong way, but I think he's still that beast. And I think that this staff, if you get, if you put a cave on Thibodeau with Aaron, with Aaron Glenn, it's going to be fireworks. That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be fireworks. If you, if, you, if you look at one team that could get the best out of cave on Thibodeau, the Detroit Lions and, and Aaron Glenn. So if they do that, I'm in love. I'm, I'm, I give that an A. And I give that a if they aren't able to do that. Um, so that's where I'm going. I'm going to go K1 Thibodeau. All right. Well, not to be boring, and I, I can promise you this is not going to be the trend of this the three-round mock draft, but I'm going for the clean sweep. I'm going K1 Thibodeau as well, and you guys really hit the nail on it. I just I think he's a really good prospect, and I don't really buy into what Pierre was saying with this guy doesn't put effort and stuff like that. I mean, the guy's a Stop, guys. I mean, I, I and I think I like what Malcolm pointed out too is like if a staff's going to get the best out of Kayvon Thibodeau, it's probably going to be this staff because they've proven that they could do it with guys that were looked at as busts or guys that were forgotten guys. And a, a prime example of that is Charles Harris, a guy that wasn't really viewed highly around the league the last couple of years, was a former first round pick. He comes in here and has a career year, gets a two year contract by Detroit and sticks around. And I think with Thibodeau, you also have depth if you want to kind of put him in development. I think he's a day one starter insulated, but if you wanted him to be a bit of a developmental guy and he could take a little back seat, you have options to develop him. You have Charles Harris who could start right now. You obviously have Romeo Court who's going to start right now. So you have options. I don't think that's going to be a concern, but to have that luxury to be able to sit him and develop him is also good and be able to get snaps, too, is also good. I think you would have a really good rotation if you get Kayvon Thibodeau here. You would then have a rotation of uh, Romeo Aquara, Kayvon Thibodeau, Charles Harris, Julian Aquara, and, and maybe Austin Bryant, potentially, too, if he if he makes the team. That's not a bad rotation for this Detroit Lions team, and you're getting Kayvon Thibodeau for five years if it pans out at a very affordable cost when the edge rusher market is very inflated. So to get a really good edge rusher and then have Romeo Aquara on the other side, you're getting a bargain there, and that also gives you the luxury to go out and for agency when you're ready to spend, that you're going to have money to spend on more luxury positions if you need a safety, if you need a linebacker, which comes at a way cheaper cost than an edge rusher would, especially an A-tier edge rusher if that's what Kayvon Thibodeau ends up being. So the value is definitely there if you take a Kayvon Thibodeau at pick two, and he ends up being the guy that you think he will be. So I, I looked at this board. It was a no-brainer for me. I think Kayvon Thibodeau should be the pickup pick number two for the Lions. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we're all on Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know you guys both like Hutchinson, and obviously I would be a big fan if they got Aiden Hutchinson too, but I think in all of our mocks that he was the number one pick overall. So it, it, it's for me, take one of the two. It's really as simple as that. Take Thibodeau, take Hutchinson. I'm a happy camper at the end of the day. That's really all I want. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go on to pick 32 for the Detroit Lions. This is obviously coming pick from the via the Rams from the Matthew Stafford trade. Peter, who do you got here for pick 32? So this is like one of my favorite prospects in this draft, and it's safety Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. So he's the only power five safety with an 80 plus grades in both man and zone coverage per PFF. And he also only allowed one touchdown in his Penn State career with 962 coverage snaps. This is a guy who could play in the box. He could cover tight ends. And he could also play your split safety coverage. Like, he could play deep if you want. This is a guy I want on my football team, honestly. Um, he's overall he's my third-ranked safety. I got Daxel number two, but I don't think Hill would be here. And he wasn't here in this situation. So I took Brisker. Um, perfect fit in this scheme. Perfect complete Tracy Walker. This guy's like everything you want in safety. I think the difference between pick 32 and 34, which is obviously one pick, so it doesn't seem like a significant difference, but I think people have to factor in the fifth-year option that you're getting with. Because at pick 32, technically still a first-round pick, that's an extra year of team control if you could if you draft that guy at 32. So there's going to have to be some type of strategy of what Brad Holmes and his staff wants to do here at pick 32 and pick 34, even though it is only one pick difference. You have to look at that factors. Who do you think has the higher ceiling to be on this football team longer term? Even though you might view both of them as a high term guys, but I, I like the Jaquan base, uh, Brisker pick here at 32. You maybe get an extra year of eligibility of him. So I think that makes a lot of sense. So, Malcolm, who do you got here at pick 32 for the Lions? All right. So, this is where we're going to probably be different right now. I think the positions are pretty much going to be the same. Like, I know Pierre just went safety, and on my pick, I pick 32. I'm also going safety. Different player because 
Briscoe was, wasn't available for me. So I'm actually going with the safety from Georgia, I Lewis Sin. Yeah, so I think if we bring him in, this is another guy, instant starter, bring him in, and he, he's going to be with that Will Tracy Walker. He makes him Tracy Walker. I think we'll have a hell of a safety duel with those two there. So, yeah, that's where I'm going. I like it. I actually love it. I love it. I also have oh, Louis Sin. I also have Louis Sin. Copycatter. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a guy I like a lot too, man. It's just a great combo with Tracy Walker. He, he could play that split safety, which the Lions did a lot last year. And the Lions obviously need a safety. That's no question. They didn't invest into a safety this offseason. And I think they want to upgrade that position. I think they need a new starter there. Will Harris is a good player to have on your football team, but probably not an ideal day one starter. We've talked about this before. So, I think getting a guy that, that could instantly start for this team, I, I think that's very good value. And I think he could be a very good player for your football team for multiple years. Yeah, and he's a stud, man. Those Georgia boys, man, I'm telling you, you can get any Georgia player and those guys are studs. I would not be mad if the Lions use all five of their you know, first three <laughs> picks on Georgia players. I would not be disappointed <laughs> at all. I mean, it, it's they had that good of a defense and just that good of a team in general, obviously the team that won the national championship, but – that defense, man, that was that's a different type of defense in Alabama or in uh, as, weird, as weird as as weird as that sounds, it is very possible that that could actually happen, yeah. man. <laughs> I was hoping that Kobe Dean would be there for me at thirty-two, but he was gone. I mean, I would absolutely fall over if the Kobe Dean was the pick at thirty-two for the Lions. Wow, but he was gone, so I, I couldn't I couldn't do that. All right, let's move on to pick thirty-four, Pierre. What do you got here? Pick 34 for the Lions. So I'm taking a Christian Watson out of North Dakota State University. This guy was Trey Lance's number one receiver. Um, and just look how ridiculous of an athlete he is. First of all, he scored a 10 RAS, which is the highest you could get. 10 means like he's super athletic. 6'4", 208, 4'3", speed, 38.5 vertical, 11.4 broad jump. I mean, this is a guy who's an athlete. He's a little raw. He kind of reminds me of Denzel Mims. Remember Denzel Mims had a great senior bowl or senior bowl kind of came out of nowhere. This is kind of Christian Watson's rise. And I feel like 34 is a good gamble. I feel like this is kind of like your future ex. Maybe he could sit right now, learn a little behind Chark and all those other guys there. And then when he's ready next year, throw him in the fire. Even if he's ready, like later in the season, throw him in the fire. Yeah. I like that pick. That makes a lot of sense. You just mentioned an athletic freak. He's six, four, has all the tools to have great potential, obviously, in this league. And it's going to be interesting to see what kind of route they go for receiver. Are they going to go a guy that's been known to be a good combo for Jared Goff, or are they going to go a guy they just think who has the highest ceiling in this draft? And I think that's going to be an interesting question. I think Christian Watson fits both those boxes if they want to do that. I think he gives a good weapon for Jared Goff in 2022. And if Goff isn't their answer beyond 2022, I think Christian Watson still would be a, a very good player for this team going forward for whoever that quarterback is going to be. Yeah. Malcolm, who do you got here? Pick 32 for the lines. Oh, all right. So or 34, uh, sorry. Yeah, 34. So second round pick pick 34. I know you mentioned him earlier, but damn it, he was there for me in this mock that I had. And I am actually going with <laughs> I'm sticking with Georgia, the linebacker from Georgia, the Kobe Dean. Oh, yeah. Now is it possible that he might be there? Uh, I don't know. He's it's possible. He's a stud. It's possible. He's a stud. Is it possible? He might, yeah, I don't know. If he's there at thirty at um at thirty four, 
I think you have to run to the podium. I think you have to draft him. Now, I know people are saying that he might not have the ideal size, and this guy's a playmaker. <laughs> he's a playmaker, and he's going to make our linebacking core better. And um, his size kind of reminds me of, you know, Jalen Reese maven what, what, what they had from him. But I think he's a, just a much better player, and he's going to play sideline to sideline, and he's going to create plays, and he's going to stuff up the running game. He's going to do it all. And I, I love him as a player. He's probably my favorite linebacker in this draft class. For him to even be at 34, I think it's just beyond me. But if he's there, I think you kind of just have to take him. I think that's possible. I actually read something on it that says, like, the Kobe Dean could fall. Um, it ha- kind of what happened to Jeremiah um, J.O.K. last year. People had him. Yeah. People had him, like, in that first, mid-first, late-first. And he kept falling because teams didn't know necessarily where to play him. He was like, I think he was kind of like that hybrid linebacker safety role. And teams didn't really know where to play him. And good, Cleveland though. took him. He, and he had a great year for Cleveland. Yeah, he was really good. He, man, the Kobe Dean. Sometimes people, I think, factor in the athleticism or the combine or the pro day numbers. And sometimes you got to just put that all to the side and just look at the film. Just look at what he did on the football field for the University of Georgia. Dude's a freaking stud, man. He, I mean, he did everything there. He was that linebacker. He can cover tight ends. He can cover running backs. He can get the tackle that you need him to get. Sometimes you got to put that stuff to the side. And the stuff that you should be valuing the most, I'm not saying it's not important, obviously, but the most important stuff to me, obviously, is what happened on the football field. And Kobe Dean checked all those boxes for me for what he could do on the football field. Yeah. Is it safe to say that he was probably the best defensive player on that Georgia defense? I don't think that's a bad take at all. I think you could make the argument between him and Jordan Davis. Yeah. They, I think they both had that same impact, you know, as far as on defense. But, oh, man, both of them are just studs. So, yeah, he's there for me, man. Just yeah. just, just draft him. Don't like, overthink it. Just draft him. I think the only big difference I could say is between Davis and N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean's on the field 100% of the time in defensive snaps. Jordan Davis rotating with other guys. N'Kobe yeah. Dean's on that field consistently on a great yeah. defense. So, that's a yeah, no-brainer for me. I mean, I understand the argument. I'm not going to say that if you said Jordan Davis is better, I'm not going to disagree with you. But N'Kobe Dean, <laughs> I don't think that's a bad take at all. Dude's, dude's a freak. Dude's a beast. And N'Kobe Dean just reminds me of one of those guys, you draft him, whoever drafts him, he's going to be in your team for the next 10 years. He's going to have that seat patch eventually. I, I view very highly of N'Kobe Dean. I think he's going to be a really good football player. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah, I believe, has him at 15 or something in this top, fi- top 50. Like he's his he's his thirteenth player and Devin Lloyd is number twelve for him. So yeah, that's a massive steal if you're looking at um Daniel Jeremiah's top fifteen board. Yeah, I, yeah. I like I like that a lot, man. I think he's a really good football player. So man, thirty four, that's tremendous value. Getting two Georgia players, that'd be that I mean, that's a great scenario. Going three defensive players, that's really rebooting your defense and getting three instant starters, in my opinion. And in Malcolm Smock, you got Kayvon Thibodeau, you get Lewis Cena at 32, and then you get Nicobe Dean at 34. I mean, that's I, I would almost say that's the best case scenario for the Lions, like in my opinion. Maybe not everyone yeah. agrees with that, but that's my best case scenario, honestly. That'll be that'll be a beautiful draft for me. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stick with your linebacker route, but unfortunately Nicobe Dean wasn't there for me. I'm gonna go with Christian Harris from Alabama. Just another really good football player. I mean, he was really good. Same conference as Nicobe Dean playing the SEC. I think he'd be a really good fit for this defense, a guy that's going to start for you instantly, in my opinion, as well. I think he would be a really good starter alongside if that your plan is to be Derek Barnes, if that is Alex Anzalone to start the season, whoever it may be. 
I like Christian Harris a lot, man. You know, he's a tackling machine. He can cover your tight ends. He can cover your running backs. For me, he's probably linebacker three behind Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd. Unfortunately, both those guys were gone for me. I picked 34. So I, I, I almost, you could almost say settle for Christian Harris, but I don't think that's settling at all. Pick 34 for Christian Harris. I like him a lot, man. I think he'd be a really good fit for this defense. And I would be really, really satisfied if they got him there. I like it. That's Malcolm's boy from Bama. Yeah, Malcolm, what's your, what's your quick thoughts on that? Being a Bama fan, I know it's not as big as the Lions or the Knicks, but being a Bama fan, viewing Christian Harris, what's your thoughts on him? I mean, Christian Harris is a good, really good player, man. He he was like one of one of the better players on our defense. You know, and you know, you got Anderson, and then you know he's a star. But then you know, Harris is right there. So it was. I mean, that'll be a really good pick. And just like you said, I think he's probably. I probably have him rated like as a third linebacker in this draft class. So if he's there, I mean, that's another guy that you could just pick up and, like you said, the instant starter. And, and I think that's the trend I've been really going. Like, the Lions need to get guys who are going to be players for them. Like, we have the depth. We have the rotational guys. The Lions in this draft have to really address getting some starters. And the route I went with with these first three picks, I got starters, man. I got guys who are going to be instant impact for this team. I think guys are going to be on this team for a long time. I went with Kayvon Thibodeau, Louis Seen. And then I went with Christian Harris here at pick 34. I, I would not be disappointed in the slightest if the Lions went three defensive picks at, with, with their first three picks. And to get a, to get going with this staff and Aaron Glenn, what he got out of those guys last year, I think he had some high football prospects in the first three picks. I think Glenn could do some wonders and really transform this defense to be something, you know, very solid. Yeah. All right. Let's continue, and let's go to pick number 66, the first third-round pick for the Detroit Lions. Pierre, who do you got here? All right, so this is a guy who had zero starts. Like, what? why the hell are we drafting a player with zero starts at 66? And I'll tell you why. This is linebacker Channing Tindall out of Georgia. Georgia's defense was loaded. You know, we, we talked about Quay. I don't know if you guys brought up Quay Walker, but Malcolm brought up N'Kobe Dean, Trayvon Walker. I mean, they had some other guys as well. So this guy had zero starts, but... He appeared in 34 games. He played in 500 of four defensive snaps. He also played in 459 special team snaps. It's like, oh, why? Why does it matter special teams? Because it matters when you're a linebacker on this team. They, you got to be like versatile, sort of. And this guy could do that. Tindall is an athletic freak. He's really fast. What I mean by that, the dude is run. Like if a running back is running, he can catch up to a running back. Okay, he's six one seven, two thirty, forty two inch vertical, forty two inch vertical, ten nine broad. 447 speed. This is what I mean. He's an athletic freak. And we, we keep talking about athletes, guys. I feel like this guy's a perfect fit at 66. Personally, I wanted Damon Clark here, but he's having back surgery. So I kind of shifted my focus to Channing Tendall. That'd be interesting. Okay. That'd be interesting. A little project there. And maybe he could I wouldn't necessarily call him a project. Like, I feel like if he was on other teams, he'd start. Georgia was loaded, bro. They were loaded, definitely. Do you think in the NFL he's an instant starter? Yes. I think you could plug him in starting right away. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That'd be definitely interesting. All right, Malcolm. Who do you got here? Pick 66. Okay. So at pick 66, we're going into the third round. Now, with this pick, I look at this pick as a pick that the Detroit can do, and this can actually work. Now, I know I went defense with my, my first three picks. With this pick, I'm actually going to on the offense side of the ball. And the person I'm actually taking is a guy who kind of just got hurt. I'm talking about a John Menchie from from my from my college, Alabama. Let's go, man! And 
I think this is I think this is a good pick because what what the Detroit Lions did in the offseason by getting DJ Shark by bringing back Josh Reynolds um Khalif Raymond they still have him on Ross A. Brown I think you could kind of ease Mechie in and he doesn't need to start right away so with his injury that he has right now I know he's, he's saying that there's a chance that he could come back in June to participate in camp with with the Detroit Lions they can ease him in and once he's healthy you mix him in with DJ Shark and Amon Ross A. Brown this is going to be that will be a very dynamic offense I mean you looking at what he did in Alabama 96 receptions, 1,142 yards, eight touchdowns. I mean, this guy's a baller. So you bring him in with DJ Shark, Obama Ryan Brown, we will have an explosive offense. So that's that's where I'm going at pick 66. I like him. I like it. That would be that'd be uh that'd be very interesting, man. John Menti's a good player, dude. He was really good, man. Uh, yeah, his sophomore year, he was really good. He's a, he just had a really good college career and he's almost got overshadowed the playing with so many good football players, especially good receivers. You had Jalen Waddle there. We know Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, and just a lot of good receivers at Alabama. So he's almost got overlooked there a little bit. So John Mechie, man, he, he he's a good football player for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like, you know, you could kind of play him in the slot. You could play him outside similar to St. Brown. He has that flexibility, and he's yeah. a really good route runner too. Yeah. Me and Malcolm are just uh, copying each other. As Don't far as positions, I didn't, oh, take, I, I didn't take John Menchie, but I took a guy from Alabama here. Southern Ooh. Alabama. Southern oh. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I took uh, Jalen Tolbert from Southern Alabama. This is a guy who is 6'3", 190 pounds. Again, you know, kind of what Pierre just mentioned really quickly with John Menchie, a versatile guy. He could play him in the slot. He could play him outside. He's 6'3", a big threat. And a guy coming from a smaller school, again, you could ease him in if you need to because you have options right now. You have Amon Ross St. Brown. You have uh, DJ Chark. So you have some options where you don't necessarily have to start this guy day one. But you look at this receiver room past the 2022 season, there's some question marks. Who's going to be on this football team? We know Amon Ross St. Brown's going to be on this football team. But after that, DJ Chark's only on a one-year deal. Josh Reynolds on a two-year deal, but it could be a one-year deal if, if they want to move on. Khalif Raymond, same thing, two-year deal, but it could be a one-year deal as well. So there's a lot of question marks as far as the future of this receiving core. So Jalen Tolbert could be a guy who maybe could take the backseat the first couple weeks, and if they don't want to go out and pay a receiver next year, maybe they have two guys right there. They have Tolbert and Amonra St. Brown, and maybe they address that position in the draft, or maybe they get a, a third receiver depending on what they view of Tolbert and how he produces. So I think it's a very good situation. You have some guys that could play and don't have to force them into a situation right now. Cause I think you could even make the argument last year. We didn't have that luxury and we almost had to kind of force them on Ross St. Brown to a situation. And we saw the beginning of the year, he wasn't really being productive with this Detroit Lions team. He really came onto his own in that late November and especially that December stretch. So with, with getting a guy like Tolbert, you're not forcing this guy and putting him in a bad situation where he might struggle in the beginning, and he could kind of be eased into the offense, get the playbook, coming from a smaller school, get adjusted to the NFL. So I like this pick a lot for the Lions here. He's a really good athlete. Uh, he's got the size that you're looking for. I, I really like Dylan. You're six three. That that could be that could be some problems there, man. I like nice. it. Nice, nice. All right, let's shift to the last pick in our three round mock draft, and that is pick. 97. Pierre, who you got here? 
So this is a guy that the Lions liked. Uh, I believe they met with him at the Combine. It's wide receiver Wandell Robson out of Kentucky. Now he's 5'8", 178. Um, he's like an okay athlete. 4'4", four, 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 uh, 40 yard dash. Uh, but the thing that stands out about him when I was like looking into him is, so believe it or not, he's one of the smallest receivers in the nation, but he was ranked the first wide receiver against press coverage last year, according to PFF, at 91.6. Number two was Drake London, and number three was Jordan Addison. When I saw that, I was like, that's that's interesting. So he plays bigger than his size, like I think, because if you're a pressing guy that small, most likely it's hard to get off press, right? You're 178 pounds, but he was number one against press. So that was interesting. I don't know how that will translate to the NFL, but he played in the SEC. SEC is no joke, as Malcolm knows. Malcolm watches the SEC every every weekend on Saturdays. So I kind of went with Wondell Robinson here just because, like, Lions had interest in him, and I saw him there. I was like, let me take him. So so I don't know much about this guy. Where did you say he went to college against? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Kentucky. Kentucky. Is that He's kind of like your Khalif Raymond sort of replacement. I know they signed Khalif Raymond to a two-year deal, but – this is a guy who could like who could be here. Like he could play on special teams. He could be your gadget. He could be your deep threat. He you could put him on jet sweeps, motion, screen passes. You could do a lot of things with him. He's kind of like your Swiss Army knife. You can move him around everywhere. Yeah, that that would be uh, that would definitely be interesting. And you're doubling down our receivers here because he took a receiver at what thirty two or thirty four. We're just taking Watson. Thirty four. So you're doubling down on receivers here. So in the first three rounds. And I don't think that's a bad casino because I just said there's a lot of question marks in this receiver room. Don't have much guys long-term outside of a Monroe Sam Brown. So I, I don't think that's a bit, that's the worst case scenario. And a guy you could also ease into your offense as well. Yeah. I yeah. wanted Calvin Austin here, but he was off the board. So yeah. All right. Pretty good so, pick, man. Who do you got here? Pick 30 or 97. Sorry. 97. So this is where I think we're all okay. I know I said this before. I think we're all gonna be different here as far as position wise and player wise. I think this is where we're gonna separate with our picks. Here, just one wide receiver, and I'm going the route of a tight end. Now, I know people are gonna be like, Why tight end so high? Why are you picking a tight end so high? You have TJ Hawkinson. Now, TJ Hawkinson, if I if I'm not mistaken, this this is the fifth, is this the fourth or fifth year? Fourth year in the fourth year with a fifth year option next year. So now, with TJ Hawkinson, if he gets hurt again, do Detroit bring him back? Do they give him the fifth year option? They said the plan Everything's is up in the, air. the plan right now is to give him the fifth year option and potentially work out a long term deal. So it looks like they're trying to work out a long term deal, but if they don't get it done, the, Bob Brad Holmes, I think, already said he's going to pick up that fifth year option. He's going to pick it up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's um, he didn't say he was, but like he sort of like hinted at it. I mean, if he does, he does, man. That, that's what's up, man. I I personally still have a lot of questions with TJ Hawkinson. Health wise, can he can he can he play at least 15, 16, 14 games? I mean, he needs to be on the field majority of the time. And when he's on the field, he gotta be more consistent for me. So what whether they pick him or not, I think Detroit still need another tight end in, in in their um tight end room. I mean, Brock Wright's there, but I think we can definitely have an upgrade in, in our tight end um, tight end room. So I'm going with the tight end from Texas AM. Jalen Watermeyer. Now he's a bigger tight end. He's 6'5, 255 pounds. And I think his games really I think his game really translate to the pro to the pro level. As far as playmaking wise, he's a good block. He's a solid blocker. Um solid receiver. Um catches balls. So I really like that pick, especially if they're still kind of not sure what they're gonna do with TJ. 
I know you guys said that they're going to bring him back and, you know, they're going to do the 50 option and trying to get a long-term deal. But man, if he gets hurt or he's not productive, I don't, I don't know if, if they should go that route, but that's just me. But yeah, I'm going tight end. What pick was this pick 96, 97, 97. So 97. Actually didn't they actually said if they don't get a deal done with him, they do plan on picking up his fifth year option. Um, We'll see. It seems like Holmes kind of mentioned that they're talking deal with him because he said if we can get a deal done, we'll 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 pick up his option. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, and the thing is with TJ again, he he hasn't he's been on the field. So if he gets hurt again, I think we still need a tight end, a solid tight end. So that that's why I went this route. I mean, in general, Malcolm, with the way they want to run the ball, I feel like this offense needs a legitimate number two tight end. Yeah, they do. don't have that. They they just don't have that right now. And I don't know much about the kid you mentioned, but I do like the idea of taking a tight end at 97 if it's a good one there. I wouldn't mind. I like the kid out of UCLA, great Doltich. I don't think he'll be there, though. Um, but, yeah, I do. I like him. Especially, especially having five picks in the first 100 picks, you, you have the luxury of getting some backup players. You don't need to get every – not every one of those first three first three round picks have to be instant starters. And when you have five picks in the top 100 – you know, you want to get majority starters, but you want to get some rotational players as well, some good depth players. And just like Peter mentioned, I mean, in the tight end room, we got Hawkinson. He's he could be, he has starting capability. Obviously, we've seen that. But after that, a lot of question marks. They brought in Gary Griffin from the Saints. Don't really know much about him. Got Brock Wright still. That's really about it after that. So th- th- there's definitely room for improvement for that backup tight end spot. And just like what Pierre said as well, they want to run the ball and they want to run the ball efficiently. So they need some guys who could block and they're going to need some tight ends out there in the field. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, shifting on to my last pick and what I have for the line that pick 97. But I went Damon Clark from LSU here and it looks like Damon Clark had surgery. So he's probably going to miss all of the 2022 season, but I think it's fair to mention that this was first a guy that has been mentored by our inside linebackers coach, Calvin Shepard. So that's a big role for, you know, that, that that's a big influence right there. Shepard likes him a lot. And maybe the lions with their first four picks, they got guys who they think they could start right away and produce for this team right away. And maybe they, they could take a flyer on a guy that probably should have went earlier in this draft. If it weren't for his injury and him being out for the season. So getting this guy at 97, I think you're getting a guy who could be a future starting linebacker for you. And I think if you guys are wondering why am I taking so many linebackers, you got Derek Barnes last year. I got Christian Harris here in my mock at 34, and then I'm getting Damian Clark here. I'm really just going the BPA approach here. I mean, I looked at the board. There wasn't really anything that really intrigued me too much as far as a positional value where I'm like, okay, we have to get this guy there. I really just went and looked who was the best player available, in my opinion, at this position, I'm picked 97, and it ended up being Damon Clark. I think he just has the intangibles. He put a good combine on, had a really good season at LSU, also playing in the SEC, a tough conference. This is a guy I like a lot, man. I think he would be a really good fit for this team long term, and I think they could really get, you know, they, they can get the best out of this guy, and, and especially Shepard having a good connection with him. I could see there being some influence. Maybe the good lines go here and get Damon Clark here this late third round, or maybe they even wait till day three, potentially, if he's still there. I think Damon Clark's going to be an intriguing prospect to keep up with this draft process because he's a guy that probably shouldn't have went in the second round or third round if it weren't for the injury. And now with him most likely missing all the 2022, what is his value? Is 97 too rich for him? I don't know. It wasn't too rich for me with looking at the other players available. 
But that's going to be an interesting decision that Brad Holmes and his staff are going to have to end up making. Yeah, you redshirt him the first year, and then it's the year two, man. You may have two, you may have just two two starters in your linebacking core. So that's a good. So pick. so Tyler, I actually love that at ninety seven. I actually um, so I believe Eric Schlitt, he said he wouldn't touch him until the fourth or fifth round. But the thing is, and I mentioned this to Eric. The Lions don't have a fourth-round pick right now. I mean, that could change if you trade back or if you trade up or whatever. Um, and they have a late fifth. The, the early fifth member went to Denver for Trinity Benson. And yeah. I think that's right now with Seattle, I believe. I'm not. I'm, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But um, we don't have a fourth or fifth round basically until the late. So you're probably not going to get Damon Clark in the sixth round. I'd be shocked. So I love – the gamble at 97. It's a good gamble to take. It's like you're basically trading Kenny Galladay for Damon Clark, if you think about it. And if it's like one thing, if let's say hypothetically, like we didn't have all these picks, maybe the line should go for more of a starter. But yeah, with the way we approached it, we got a lot of starters already. So I think the Lions have the luxury with having five picks in the top 100 picks. They could take a shot at a guy who's not going to contribute for the team in 2022 and maybe contribute for this team in the long run. Right, and Calvin Shepard knows this kid. Like, yeah, that's him. Damon Clark called him his bigger, older brother, his big brother. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, big, big. He's a big kid. He's a big linebacker. You think he plays six four? Six four. I believe he. I believe he. Yes, six two. Yep. Oh, he's six two. I don't know why I thought he was six four. Never mind. Yep, six two, six two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Still, I mean, still a solid linebacker. Big. Ran big a four, 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 five, seven uh, at yeah. the combine. Yeah. Thirty-six and a half vertical, ten-seven broad jump. I mean, this kid—he's an athlete. Nine-seven-four RAS. We said ten was the highest. This kid's—he's—he's he's legit, man. I love it. Yeah. That would be that'd be interesting, man. I, I I think that's that's a pick where the Lions could maybe use to develop a guy long run. He's not going to contribute for team in two thousand twenty-two, but this is looking more of the long term. And who could contribute for 2023 and 2024 and obviously years behind that, hopefully, right? So I think with having, like I said, those four picks, the Lions could they could use that to their advantage. And and, and Peter brought a good point that there's no fourth round pick and we don't have an early fifth round pick, and he might not be there anymore. So go with the high ceiling guy, even though he's not gonna contribute for your team right away. Yep. And you know, back injuries are always tricky to um that's it. Yeah. One time someone told me they're like, never get back surgery unless you really, really always avoid it. So um I'm not a doctor, but back surgeries could get tricky as well. So his medicals, they're gonna depend on his medicals too. Like I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of teams just bring him in for visit just to get a physical on him or yeah. to see where he is medically and all that. And again, when I say it every year is I don't have that information. I don't even know how to read that information if I was handed to me. If someone handed me oh, medical me information, <laughs> I wouldn't know how to read it. So I'm just going on what I see on the football field and him being there at pick 97, great value. But like you said, if a team passed on with a lot more knowledge to medicals than me, maybe there's a legitimate reason why he's falling. But for me right. personally, not knowing that information, and that's obviously huge, but, not me, but me not being knowledgeable on that information – I'm going on what I've seen on the football field. I think 97 is an absolute steal for him. Yep. And, guys, also, we didn't really mention this in this podcast, but something to bring up is that pick number 32, like if the Lions love a few guys and say a team wants to come up to get that fifth-year option on a quarterback or a player or whatever, we see that pick traded a lot. Like late one, that pick gets traded a lot from like the 27 to 32-ish range. If a team wants to come up into the first round, 
Um, Brad Holmes, I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions move back from 32. No, it has a significant – obviously, it means a whole year of – a whole extra year of team control on a player potentially. So, I mean, why would you want that if you view this guy as a long-term player? So, it, it, like it, for it's, example, it's a luxury pick. Say like some team picking at like 35 or 36 was like, hey, let's do a trade. They, maybe they get, I don't know the exact chart, but maybe they give you like a third round or a fourth round to move up like three or four spots. Sure. It's possible, yeah. It's possible, and it, it just all depends on how the Lions view on the players. Do they, do they think that guy's going to be there? Do they think he's going to be there at 34? Do they think he's going to be there at whatever pick they trade it back to? So it's definitely all factors in play. But having pick 32, I think people are looking at it, It's like, oh, it's just a second-round pick, essentially. No, it's not. You're getting a whole extra year of team control of a player, potentially. So it's actually a huge significance from 32 to 34, even though it's only one pick difference, only one player being picked between them. It doesn't seem like a huge significance, but – a whole extra year of control is a huge difference when you look at the long run. But yeah, but for the Lions, like if you trade back a few spots, you can get another maybe, maybe you get third another round pick or yeah, maybe, maybe a fourth round or whatever, fourth or fifth, whatever. I don't have the trade chart for me. I, I don't know yeah. what they would do, but just adding more picks. I mean that that's a good that's a good thing to do. Yeah, especially know. in that fourth and fifth round range, right? Because you don't really have picks there. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad case scenario. Getting another pick in the top one hundred is definitely not bad at all. And that, that's where usually we see the, a lot of starters come from that top 100 pick. So if the Lions could add another pick in that top 100, that, that's that's definitely not bad. So I do remember the Lions traded up for DeAndre Swift. Do you remember what they gave up for that? Or I'm sorry, carry on Johnson. I think it was they like gave, a few spots. They moved up in the second round. I want to say a fourth, say a third, like a next a year third. third. Oh, okay. So yeah, maybe if you get a third round out of it, who knows? So I think so. I think it was. 20 we drafted carry on in 2018 i want to say we traded at 2019 third i might be wrong on this but i, I i'm pretty sure that's what it was that sounds that sounds about right yeah i mean if you Don't can get picks for this no. year's draft or maybe like you're like hey maybe we want some picks for next year's draft i mean i'm all for it yeah oh and you've been a good point we don't have fourth or early fifth round picks so that's definitely maybe a spot where you can get them all right do you guys got anything else to add, or is that about it? I just want to add one more thing. The Lions lost Jared Davis basically in free agency. They get a sixth round pick, for, sixth round comp pick for him, and they get him back. Brad Holmes is playing chess. <laughs> we got. We didn't even mention that. Yeah, JD's back. JD's back with Motown, man. That was... well, I thought we did it on the spaces, right? Didn't we sort of do it on the spaces the other day? I don't even know no, if we did that. We did. I don't think no, we even no, did that. No, he came after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, JD's back, guys. <laughs> if you guys didn't hear by now, Jared Davis is back in Detroit. I mean, I guess you can get your quick thoughts out there. I think that's interesting. I mean, you got another guy that has a chip on his shoulder. You got him on a better minimum. No, I'm not sure. I'm down for it. Yeah, I think, like, basically, to me, he's kind of like uh, he's not a lock to make the roster because veteran minimum, it seems like he gave him a small roster bonus. Like, he's not a lock. Um, we'll see how he looks in camp, how the other guys look. But again, this is a guy, I don't know if you guys listen to his presser, but it seems like he's matured a lot and he seems like he's grown a lot as a man. He's married now. He has a kid. He mentioned that. So I'm excited to see like a rejuvenated maybe or a more motivated Jared Davis. Yeah, the, this pick, this pick up was very surprising and interesting. I mean, I know, I know Dan Campbell when he came in his first year, he, he was actually excited to be able to work with Jerry, with Jerry Davis, but Jerry Davis ended up going to the, the Jets. He actually wanted him to be on the roster from what I heard. 
and you know he ended yeah. up going to Jets. Now the thing, the interesting thing with Jerry Davis is that, it, as far as him being around the ball, we seen it. He was always around the ball, and this was with the other regime with Pencilhead and Bob. You know those guys. Yeah, he was always around the ball. I think the staff could fix him. I think if there's a staff that could fix him, this is a staff. This is a staff that could fix Jerry David. If if they can't fix him, then yeah, I think you just let him walk, call it a day, and move on. And then his contract is very cuttable. But I think if, if by chance if they could fix him and make him the linebacker we what we all thought he could be, I think this would be a best case scenario. You get another solid linebacker, another starter in, in this roster. So this is this is good. This is a good pickup. No risk. Pretty cool. Solid reward. Potentially. Yeah, solid rule, yeah. Solid yep. rule. Now, I don't think he's going to be good in coverage. I think that's just going to that, – I, I mean, I don't think they'll use him in coverage. I think they'll use him more probably on blitzing downs or maybe on like – maybe teach him how to shed blocks on early running downs, right? Because he yeah. had trouble with that sometimes. But, bro, when he sees it and he hits the hole, it was rare. But when he saw it and he hit that hole, damn, was it nice to see. Yeah. And before we end the show, I just want to – I pulled up the Kirion Johnson trade with the New England Patriots. So the Lions traded pick 51 and pick 117. So it was actually a fourth-round pick for pick 43. So they moved up eight spots. Okay. But I feel like if you're moving up in the first round, there's more – Yeah, because you're going to get an extra year of control. Yeah. So maybe you get a third. But even if you still get a fourth, I still think that's good value if you move down a few spots and you think you could still get your guy or, like, one of the guys you love. Later on, instead of 32, and you're adding an extra pick, I think that's really good value as well. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this whole episode. If you guys made it to this point of the episode, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys all enjoyed our three round mock draft. And again, we'll probably have one more of these, maybe two more of these before the NFL draft. And we also have some more content coming out. And then We'll also have our Twitter spaces. That's going to be going back. We're going to Friday this week. I think we're going back to Friday this week. And then uh, we'll we'll decide what you guys like better. We'll post on our Twitter. Do you guys prefer Wednesdays? Do you guys prefer Fridays? Whatever it may be. And whatever gets the most votes, we'll do that. And that's really about it. So I hope you guys all enjoyed again. Leave a five-star review. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy, Malcolm. And I am out. Peace. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.